Well, let's um, let's dive into some ten questions. I want to ask you guys okay. get get into this, and then we can sort of start wrapping up and tell people where they can find you, where the right. gigs are coming up, and all that kind of stuff. So, what's your favorite Tom? And this is the worst question for any fan of any band, right? Favorite Tom Petty album? If you absolutely could only pick one, me Wildflowers. Um, I, yeah, Wildflowers. That's wow. Wildflowers. Yeah, I, if I look at the breadth of what's happening in there and the maturity of it, I mean, I love Damn the Torpedoes. I love Full yeah. Fever. But uh, Wildflowers has um, more complex things going on, and that's probably where I come from. I thought yeah. this would be a slam dunk too. I thought that everyone would say Wildflowers when I started this, you know, started interviewing people. But it's it's the testament to the catalog that albums connect to people in different ways, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so and the first album connects to a lot of people just because it was that first album they heard and it was brand new. It doesn't really sound like anything else. Like you said, it's got a bit of weird punk to it, but it's rock and roll. And then you got this blues thing in Breakdown. So everyone right. connects to music differently. And I think that's the beauty of it. So Mud Crotch or Traveling will, World. Oh, sorry, go ahead. But I, hold on. I will say secondarily, if I'm trying to get what people will get to do, right, when they're on, the, is uh, I, I love She's the One. There are songs on She's the One that I really find are really, I love his cover of Asshole, the yeah. Beck song. I, I mean, that stuff I'm learning. Uh, there's, I mean, I, I think there's several songs on that that I go, wow, I mean, I'd like to play some of, you know, their climb the hill would be really fun to play. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, I, I, I kind of look towards the eclectic stuff. That's probably what I'm, what I like, what I sort of tag onto for sure. Yeah, man, if you could do like a, if you could do the circus version of walls live, cause I don't think Tom ever did that full. With you know, Lindsay singing. With you Lindsay have singing, a question like, on there about yeah, that. You do, yeah, you do. Yeah. Well, we'll have to, all right, well, hold we'll on. Let's walk, let's walk through your questions here. <laughs> you bet. All right. So mud crutch. Or traveling Wilburys, Wilburys, just because of the fact that of the band and and what makes up of the band and and yeah. Harrison and all those greats, um, and the songs are fun. ELO, I love the production. You know, Jeff Lynn's in there. Um, yeah, Mud Crutch though, I've I'm starting to learn to appreciate what they're about, and they're well, you know, well written songs, and yeah, you yeah. know, so. But for me, if I had to choose, Wilburys for me. Um, I guess, uh, God, I guess I would choose Wilburys as well, though. I actually, some of the production to me is too much. It's the okay. Lynn and I like Jeff Lynn, but it's Jeff Lynn. So I feel um, <laughs> an element of, of mud yeah, crutch, unmistakable. you know, there's this mud crutch has just got more, more roots to me of yeah. um, their style that I, that I really like. And plus the stuff that Benmont does is so good. Um, I you know I I yeah I really love what's 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 happening on those two albums. Yeah, man. Talk another another musician's musician, Ben Montench. Yeah. You know, when you see lists, oh. we all hate lists, but when you see lists of great rock keyboard players, he's never on there. Right. And he is he is at the top table. Like that guy can play anything. Absolutely. I mean, do you know, for example, that he played the piano on Hurt that Johnny Cash covered? Yeah. Not well, many they played. <laughs> they, well, they played. Yeah, they, they were the house band. They were the house band for that yeah. album. It's like right. what the. Yeah. He's yeah, on tons of records yeah. um, of different artists. Yeah, uh, you know, he played on most of Belladonna. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he co-wrote on that on that album as well. Like, yeah, the guy's just prolific. And I was talking to um, uh, Jeff Slate. I don't know if you've ever come across Jeff, but he's friends with Benmont. And he said that Benmont has got this party trick where, like, back in the sort of late nineties, early two thousands, where they'd sit around with Benmont at the piano and they'd just throw um, uh, TV shows or movies at him and say, and "Play, was- play the theme from that," and he just play it. And he yeah, so he's, just, he's just got that weird sort of brain for yeah. Yeah. They, sure. that just sticks. And because he's such a good musician, he just knows where all the changes are. It's like, okay, well, sure. and he was the guy who led the band in with, with uh, Dylan, right? Because 
you know, Petty says that. We didn't know all these songs. We didn't know all these, but Benmont knows them all, so we just watched yeah. Benmont and look for the cues. Yeah, yeah. Incredible artists. Yeah, Incredible. definitely. Yeah. Okay, if you could join the Heartbreakers on stage for one song, what would it be? And would you play, sing? What would you want to do? Um, being a, that I'm a Beatles fan, um, for me, Into the Great Wide Open, and because of that, and I would play acoustic guitar, and I love the the strumming of it. Yeah. Um, it has the same chord progression as um, "Cry Baby Cry," in a lot of the ways. King, uh, here, I'll, I'll show you. I've never noticed that. Um, I'm descending. King of Marigold was in the kitchen cooking breakfast. Well, then of course he goes to see, you know. But uh, you know, right? Eddie waited till he finished high school. Yeah. You know? So it's got that feel, neat, uh, Beatly thing to me. So that's why that was my first audition song with these guys because it was Beatles ish yeah. to me, and I could really get behind that and kind of know oh, I'm comfortable here. Um, so for me, it's the way wide open, and uh, we extend that song at the end too with a big jam out, which is my favorite thing about this band. Yeah, songs. right. That's right. We we, we our our, <laughs> our our take on that song is to do elements of what happened in the video uh, because they, they extended. Okay to make it fit the video and um we sort of do that mixed with just our own again our own stamp of if we were in that moment if we're in this moment of what would we do what would what would maybe tom do if he yeah. you know had freedom to do it and that's what we do <laughs> what so if, uh, what's your favorite gosh curious uh, to know Django. Yeah, yeah what is my favorite i mean i, I would and what would you play what would i play actually i would love to play um mystic eyes and i'd play bass um, I love what happens in that song, the jam, you know, and wow. I, to me that that that's something because I mean, everything else would be great to play, but I'm We've looking, been trying to have the band do that song for a while. Yeah, stuff like but, stuff off of that. Some of that some of that kind of live covers that they did to me are mind blowing. Yeah, they're, that's one of them. On a, that and um, uh, um, uh, the, the, the the Fleetwood Mac song they they always cover. Um, oh, uh, oh, well, yeah. oh, well, oh, well, yeah. Oh well, that so Mystic Eyes and Oh Well are the two that I would I would love to play bass on those. I'm constantly learnt working on that because those oh, are the two that, to me. I would just I would love to be playing on that because their their version of Oh Well I I really versus any of the other ones I've heard. That's the way I like to hear it. That's the yeah, one. Yeah, talk talk about a riff. Oh my yeah. god! Oh my god! Yeah. Peter Green was a just a genius. Oh yeah. my god! Yep. Okay. Um, who would be your dream opening act? At a Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers concert, huh. I mean, dream of the fact like bands that aren't here anymore, or it's, it's, anybody, it's, anybody. I uh, to me, um, Black Crows opening up for Petties. Yes, yes. Well, that'd be yeah. cool. Yeah, I just love those guys, and it's just to me, it really works. You know, two super shows, rock and roll, gritty, are you know, real bluesy singer there, and then Petties, yeah, man. You know, then the big slam of Petty, right. I've always said that if I could sound like anyone, if I could have anyone's voice, I'd have Chris Robinson's. Because, oh. you know, I, I wouldn't want Freddie's because that's too much responsibility. <laughs> you know, I, I love guys like Sammy Hagar and Chris Cornell, but you're kind of locked into a certain thing there. But Matt, Chris Robinson, oh, that boy's got yeah, some man. Yeah, he's got a style. God, I, don't, I don't even... Uh, I mean, I saw ZZ Top open for Petty. I've seen... Uh, oh, wow. Um, I was there at that one. Yeah. When was that? What year was that? 2006. That or six. Uh, yeah, I mean, he played. I saw him at the Hollywood Bowl uh, when oh. when Tom played the Hollywood Bowl as well. You yeah. saw it earlier with show. you. We went. All the yeah. petty theft guys went backstage, and we met 
Ferroni at the time. Yeah. And we met um the bass player. Um, I mean um, um uh, Ron. 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 Yeah. He came out. We were just sounding backstage. We had backstage passes and uh he came out first and he just came up to me and shook my hand. Yeah. Like, how you doing? I'm like, yeah, his hands too. Yeah. He's, you know, you know. My wife said too, she's because she's like, she's like, he has the softest hands. Ever. <laughs> really nice guy. Yeah. And then Frony came over with his cigar. Yeah. Um, and at the time we we hadn't met yet. Like that was gonna be like four years, five years later, but um, it was kind of interesting that they came over to us. Yeah. We didn't say who we were, like yeah. before, and we didn't want to say anything, but that was CC Top opening, I believe. Yeah, uh, we also saw Stevie one. Nicks was there too. At Stevie that Nicks tour. was there. Yeah. Uh, I saw uh, Stevie Nicks um, play with Tom at Madison Square Garden. That was the first Madison Square Garden show I'd ever been to. Um, that was fantastic. I guess I, you know, trying to think of really outlandish different things. Probably something like Led Zeppelin, you know, or somebody <laughs> just because, you know, selfishly I've never seen Led Zeppelin, so then I'd get to see him. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> would they show? Would they be the opening up? That'd be a tough one to. <laughs> hey, there, was, there was an era of music that was before my time that, right. where it didn't matter what the bills were right. it was just a, a collection of music like the monkeys and uh yeah. and hendrix <laughs> exactly that was a true thing yeah. Yeah. well and it's funny that doesn't really happen that much these days it hey no. those those kind of cabaret showcase events you don't really get them these days that was a bill Graham, era. You know? yeah so that was bill all right, who's your favorite band member? Other, and I'm, I'm assuming that your favorite band member is obviously Tom, but who is your favorite band member other than Tom? Well, Ben Mott would be one of my choices, but for if I had to really make the choice because I've met him and have hung out with him, is Steve Ferroni. It has to be. And I'm a Very drummer, cool. too, actually, as well. So Steve Ferroni for me. Yeah, I would probably, whoops, oh. where's my light? I would probably say, um, I mean, Howie. I would. Wow. I, I would love to, I mean, I loved how, like, I'm trying to yep. sing like what Howie does. I'm probably, I'm trying to play bass between Howie and Ron, and I'm trying to sing like what Howie did. And um, it's not easy because Howie was an incredible musician at so many levels. And he multi-instrumentalist, I mean, oh, just brilliant. Pro producer, the, yeah. the yeah. whole nine yards, yeah. Yeah. So, Interesting, man. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Lots yeah. of love for Howie. And I mean, again, I think there's that yeah. sentimental thing there that we, because he was such a gentle soul. Absolutely. Completely crippled by this awful disease and, Absolutely. you know, there's sort of that sentimentality. So yeah, I get that. If you could get to see any Tom Petty concert from history, one that you weren't at, uh, yeah. which one would you choose? And obviously we've got a time travel device now. We can get you anywhere, any point in history. Oh, well, wow. <laughs> uh, for me, uh, I think the Gainesville Homecoming show. Oh, that, you, yeah. that 2017 Six. or shit, was it? I can't well, remember. It was an early one. I mean, it was early, but it was like, it was like he was definitely... At, 2007 i guess it was yeah remember they made the documentary too at right. that time right. um that concert to me um just because of the love coming yeah. from him and you know, coming back to gainesville and um i just thought he put an extra the whole band put an extra love into it for me and that that version of learning to fly from that concert oh, it's, oh yeah it's yes. just yeah yes exactly. that's just unbelievable yeah um, yeah so like you know me. that thing where they, all your hair stand on end every single time i watch that Absolutely. part of that show it's just yeah that kills me yeah. Gosh, I would say if one of the Fillmore shows. I would love to have been on a Fillmore show. Yeah. I would like to have the Fillmore show where he plays that song I played for that old homecoming queen. You know, the ugly that, old homecoming queen. <laughs> yeah, I think that that which that song which uh, I actually I saw when I saw the Dirty Knobs play uh, when before Tom passed, um, and I asked Mike. Um, you know, I said, you should play that. What you know, we start playing that song again. He said, Yeah, that's a good idea. I'll start, you know, we'll start incorporating that in our dirty yeah. house. 
So interesting. Um, yeah, I would love to. I'd love to see a, any of those Fillmore shows. I mean, they were just incredible. I think the last one would if, I, if I'm going Fillmore, that I think the last one because they played like three plus hours. You know, they just wouldn't get off stage. They did like nine encores or something stupid and just kept playing because they were having fun, right? So yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Okay, so well, Django, you've already said that you like the Yellow Album, as we sort of tend to call it. She's the one. Um, yeah. So Walls Circus or Walls Number Three, which is your favorite version of that song? I I love Lindsey Buckingham and the sound of his voice. So I mean, I like the circus because of that. I like what what Lindsey's doing in there. Not everybody does, and they yeah. feel like maybe is overdone. And and that's a great question. It's great that you asked that question because it's very much two different styles of something, um, and a very different kind of production. But I I, I guess I'm a fan of um, of Lindsey's voice and yeah. the concept of that song. Number three for me. <laughs> Number three, yeah. yeah. On the opposite, I don't. I I think that Lindsay's stuff gets in the way of the song. Hard. Sorry. So yeah, I just, I'm not. I'm not a fan of the of the sorry Lindsay of the of solo Lindsay stuff. Yeah. You know. So yeah. that's like, oh, here it is. Um, but you know, but number three is is tried through the song, and I like his demo version of it too. Yeah. I think yeah. it's on all flowers, right? Yeah. yeah. The double album. Well, and my favorite version of that song is the one he does. There's a the PBS soundstage special where he's got the black yes. polar neck. And again, yes. that, cause it's just, it's so stripped back, but then right. you get Scott Thurston's harmonies are just absolutely okay. out of this world. And the other thing I always miss on circus Check is that, that harmonica. I love the harmonica yeah. solo in it. That's yeah. what makes the song good for me too. So right. cool. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Just good to know. But it's a neat thing too, that, you know, and again, as musicians, you, you're always looking for different angles on things. It's, it's kind of cool that they put two versions of that song on the same album. And they did the same thing with Angel Dream, obviously, because yeah. it shows you how different a song can be just by tweaking the tempo or by tweaking, maybe it's the key or you change, you know, it can make a song sound completely different just by tweaking that one little thing, which, you know, non-musicians, I don't think tend to pick on that stuff quite as much, right? So, right. Um, if you could pick any artist to cover any Tom Petty song, who would it be and what song would they cover? And I'll tell you, this has thrown up some of my favorite answers in this whole bloody podcast experience. Right? Why don't you go first? No, no, you go first. <laughs> right, this is going to sound really weird. Um, Elvis Costello. Because I'm a huge fan of his voice. And the song for me, because of I like when Elvis does the real intimate Elvis voice, would yeah. be Wildflowers. Elvis Costello doing Wildflowers would be really cool. That would be super neat. Yeah, I yeah. like that. I'm on board. I'm sold. I'm sold. <laughs> Well, because you know, Costello, which song was it? Because uh, Tom always kind of tongue in cheek said that Elvis stole the ending for I can't remember which song it is now. That's going to drive me nuts. Oh. Was it When the Time Comes? I was going to look at my, yeah. Because there's a little riff in there that they play, and it's like, hey, they were playing on uh, Double Bill, uh, you know, right. they were, so that one of those kind of things. And they said they heard this song on the radio, and I can't remember which Elvis Costello song it is. And Tom said, I know where he got that from. He borrowed that from us. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Huh. Huh. Interesting. All right, let's see. Um, I'll say uh, I'll say Beck doing uh, Angel Dream because I'm a I'm a huge Beck wow. fan. And, and Beck did Sea Change, which is an incredible, very atmospheric album with very strong acoustic influences in it. So I could I could hear him doing uh, I could hear him doing Angel Dream. Well, and he's he's one of those guys too who if he's going to do a cover, he's going to change it. Yeah. Did you yeah. ever see that? Absolutely. Three sixty. He did um, Bowie Sound and Vision. Yes. And he did it in that sort of that three sixty 
um, set up in the studio where he had musicians around. So you right. had him in the middle, then the audience, then more musicians, and then more audience. So it was this weird sort of dynamic where you get the sound coming in from different places, and it's just knockout. I mean, Beck's a, just a stud, right? Like, that guy can play oh, yeah. anything, really. Yeah. yeah. Beck doing Angel Dream, yeah. I've, I would never have thought of that, and now I want to hear it. Yeah, see? There we go. Good job, Django. <laughs> So this is a, a tough one too. What song would you most frequently recommend to people who don't know Tom's music? Now, I would the caveat here that someone else brought up said, if you know people who don't know Tom's music, you should probably just get rid of those people in your life. You don't need that kind of, you know, that kind of nonsense. <laughs> but, but what's your go-to song? Well, it, to me, um, because of the people that don't know Tom, um, I can't imagine, but I just put Free Fallen because I think that kind of, yeah. I just that's Tom Petty to me. Sure. Even though I know Refugee and uh, for me Free Fallen, and I think that someone that doesn't know that stuff should hear that song first. And you know, how could you not like that song? Um, you know, I kind of yeah. iffy on that, but I just pick Free Fallen. All right, I I I guess I look at it differently. I mean, one what I do find is there are people that go, oh, you what's what is Petty Theft? Do you playing your Tom Petty? You know what are Tom? You know yeah. anyone who doesn't know. They, the reality is they do know the songs. They just don't c- get the connection. Yeah. So I would probably take something like Learning to Fly. Because, oh, that's a good one too. Because I think that, yeah. I think, because Free Fallen is a little more, you know, it's almost overdone to some people. And it's about giving them that sort of even edge, uh, uh, you know, and, and of that story of what Learning to Fly is. So yeah. I'd pick it. it must be such a joy to, <laughs> it must be such a joy to perform those songs because the pop, the pop hooks and the pop melodies in some of these songs are yeah. just incredible. You know, and he right. had that weird thing where he could write a real heavy rocker or a sort of a right. weird thing like Spike or something right. like, you know, Rocking Around With You or these odd eclectic songs. But when he just wanted to write a pop song, no one did it better. Yeah, true. So yeah, just to play cool. those every night must be so much fun. It is, it is a pretty, it's incredible. Well, sing-alongs it, are, sing-alongs are, are really amazing. Yeah. You know, I think, um, I, I love to me about the thing about being a musician is about getting inside the song when you play it, yeah. not just trying to, I mean, and that's really where like off. So now I've gotten so comfortable in the material and what we do and what we do live that I'm able to really think about what I'm doing and ex- just experience it. And yeah. that's, the joy of being a musician and when you really like when we hit the vocal harmonies the way really just right and when everything just lines up we you know we do very like adam and i do a lot of really interesting tight rhythm stuff that's happening underneath different things stuff that we enjoy sometimes we find it on the fly and we go let's do that again other times we're doing stuff that we've we've thought about ahead of time we just keep doing it and um that to me is just it's it's amazing that's the the joy of performing on 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 stage right there and I, I'm not, it's funny to me, you know, 20 years in the same material and a lot of that, but uh, I'm, I'm not tired of it. I, yeah. we, 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 we still we, work on it. We still work on it. We, <laughs> Nothing's we play, ending. You know, we play, uh, we play learning to fly. Better. Learning to fly was one of our opening songs for a long time because it's a great song to sort of find our way and it got comfortable. Yeah. And which also means it's that first song we do. Well, I, I still get chills. So Mike Pat- Michael Pattenberg plays slide solo on that. And he and and we extend it out and we do our, you know, he takes it into another level. But I every time he hits that slide solo, I still get the same kind of chills yeah. for many years. It's yeah. just I don't know, I can't even explain it anymore. Um, but it, I love so so still feeling that in in playing this music is why I'm still doing it. It's such a music nerd thing though, too, right? It's like 
that just that one little there can be you know a song that can be like yeah it's a good song whatever but there's one bit in it that just just grabs you and that when that yeah. slide comes in on that song yeah. it, it is it's yeah, one of those right. moments it's just yeah. so good man and it was so think good. so i'm doing i'm covering full moon fever now and you talk about free falling um down and so again we talked earlier about simplicity this sounds really simple when you listen to full moon fever there's a shit ton of guitar on that album even yes. though it doesn't sound like it it's right. layered and layered and layered yeah. and layered and there's that's, like four parts and it's lit, just, though, isn't it? yeah yeah so you know when you talk about like not everyone loves jeff lynn but i think with full moon but, fever he definitely got a lot of spokes, you know, each song. Um, and and that's Beatles, too, really, if you, yeah, if you yeah. break down what they were about. So I think that Lynn was a huge fan of that and the production of George Martin and, and yep. the Beatles. And so it's just nice to see a three-chord song have yeah. things underneath there. Yeah. And the dissonance on that chord is, is you know, here's another example, right? This is an E, but this. Which is yeah. a, it's a sus and a third together. Yeah, it's really strange. Yeah, but it's beautiful. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's just it's just that's the stuff you you live for. Yeah, and you know? what what a way to get a song too. I'm, I've got this weird little keyboard that you know Bugs Wide Elder wrote the worries brought in. I don't yeah. know why, why have you bought this and just yeah. start tinkering around and comes right. up with these words to make Jeff Lynn laugh. Yes. Right. Yeah. And then eventually it's like actually we can probably do something with this. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and look at it. Yeah, what a story. One of his biggest, Just incredibly cool. Yeah, and that's yeah. what it's all about. You know. Okay, so your last question in the in the my ten, in the ten question section: Describe Tom Petty in three words. Great American songwriter for me. Wow. Love it. Um, the, I, should be the great American song, but yeah, great right. American. Song. <laughs> I was. I mean, to me, it's about this uh, authentic, um, and 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 real um sound it's um it's i don't even know if it's um that's 90 words yeah it's, 90 <laughs> words. it's uh there's a sincerity in it all i don't even know if i could do it in three words yeah how about that <laughs> i can't <laughs> you can't do in no that doesn't work either I'm just trying to think how we can jimmy this in but no that, it is the, i mean some of these questions are tough right because yeah. we're talking they about the best they are, yeah well and they throw up like i said they throw up conversations but a, a great american songwriter that's one that i tend to default back to quite often too because it is about you know again i think he's massively underrated as a singer massively underrated as a rhythm guitarist yeah could also play drums i mean played drums on that whole he bloody yes. highway companion album which David grace right yeah play everything yeah. right played harmonica yeah. did everything um, played piano and everything else but at his heart it's really when you deconstruct those songs and when you listen to other people cover them and when you listen to people interpret them, which I always like to say an interpretation rather than cover, which I think is what you guys do as well, right? Is getting inside, like you said, getting inside the heart and the bones it of it. Yeah, but definitely. it shows that the songs are just so good and they're so rich and there's so much to mind there that like you said, even after 20 years of you guys yeah. playing these songs, you're still finding things that you can change and things to get excited about. So what, yeah. a, what a gift that is, you know? What a Absolutely. gift. Absolutely. He'll be remembered. Um, you know, those songs will be remembered for quite a long time. Yeah you know a lot of that catalog is going to be around absolutely long before we we are yeah 